Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity to come together in the name of Jesus, not just for tradition, but because we believe that the one who saved us is worthy of all worship and praise. We believe that you have uh, spread a table, a common table for all of us as we come from our different jobs and our different lives and, and spread out all over different areas. We come together at this common table. We thank you for what you have to say to us and we, we purpose to receive it and give it the highest honor by doing it in Jesus' name, being a doer of the word where there is blessing on it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Putting the brakes on evil. All right, let's go to Mark, the 16th chapter. Often we use this verse of scripture on Mission Sunday to just identify again there is a mission that has come from the head of the church. Uh, and it is something that has come to us as followers of Jesus Christ. So Mark 16 and verse 15, this is going to be a familiar verse of scripture. He said, then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Let's just tear this scripture apart a little bit before we go on. Go into all the world. If that's all Jesus said, it could be sound. It could sound like a, like a commission to um, all go on holiday, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it could be that way. You know, Tony and I for for years uh, when we lived in Europe, especially, we traveled so much, and the girls also with us, and um, often, you know, going from country to country in different places, and on the plane you would, on the same plane, you would find people going on holiday. And some people were really happy to go on holiday and dress for the occasion, you know, those kind of travelers. And they wear Hawaiian shirts and a great big hat and got a camera around the neck and they're taking pictures, you know, outside of the little window. You know, they're absolutely on holiday. Then you have, on the same plane, maybe even in the same aisle or right around them, will be business people. And they're going from uh, meeting to meeting or whatever. On occasion, on, on those planes or uh, in, the, in the airport, we would see uh, an, somebody in military fatigues. And um, one thing about it when you ever see somebody in military fatigues in, a, in an airplane or in an airport, mark it down, they're not going on holiday. They're not. You could be on your way to some wonderful island place, but somebody in military fatigues is on that plane because someone else told them to get on that plane and told them where to go. In other words, they're on a mission. There's different elements of that mission, but, you know, they could be going to their base, they could be going to 
and uh, to uh, even to, to active duty someplace, but they are under command. They're under authority, not on holiday. And Jesus said, go into all the world. If that's all he said, it might have been, you know, to go on holiday, which is lovely, and there's a lot in the world that is worth seeing. Tony and I broke out of our little circle of going from Brisbane to Stradbroke Island. That was the only thing we knew. And uh, this last year, we made it to Cairns. <laughs> Woohoo! And then we made it to uh, Alice Springs. So yeah, we're, we're trying to see a little bit more of Australia. But um, when Jesus was saying to go into the, all the world, he kept talking. And it changed it from holiday when he said this, go into all the world and preach. It made it a mission. It made it a mission. Go into all the world and preach. Just in case people had their own opinion about what they wanted to preach when they got there, what soapbox they wanted to get in, and wanted to get a piece of their this this opinion and this this flavor of something they'd been thinking about, and da, da, da. just in case somebody came with any of that kind of stuff, he said, go into all the world and preach the good news. So we have a mission, and we also have a message. A, a mission and a message, and it is the good news of the kingdom of God. Now, um, I just saw in Google for, uh, for 2021 um, that there are now, according to the United Nations, 195 different countries. It fluctuates because different things happen. Incidentally, in this particular uh, report, uh, the United Nations was including Taiwan with China now. All I don't know when that happened, but according to the United Nations, now Taiwan isn't its own. It's with, with China. So you can see that, uh, according to the United Nations, the number of nations fluctuate. However, in Logan, in, in our community here, not counting countries, but instead counting cultures, different cultures, which can be multiple within a country, there are 217 Guys, the whole world has come to Logan. You can, you can come to know the whole world. I mean, different nations of people right, right here. So, um, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, a spotlight was put on the fact uh, to, uh, as far as the identity of a human, who we are as humans. And so... What we saw from the Bible, and according to the Bible, is that a human has three parts. We are made up. We are a spirit. We have a soul, mind, will, and emotion, and we live in this body, a body that we got because of a mother and a father coming together. That's where we got our body. But now... Uh, the identity, and, and Andrew spoke on uh, the name. I just thought that was so interesting. Name gives an identity. 
uh, and there are other things that give an identity as well, characteristics of who you are. But, um, you know, this morning we had little Isaac and, and, uh, and Andrew and Kinsey have, have Nathaniel, little, little people, they have no idea um, all the different facts about themselves. They don't know hardly anything about themselves. What they come to know is the faces of their parents. And eventually, uh, their parents help acquaint them with their own face and their own hands and their different things about themselves. They, they start coming to know, but uh, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to get uh, an eight-month-old child to be able to sing the national anthem of Australia. They, they're an Aussie. These little, these little ones are Aussies, but they don't care. They had, the only thing they're looking for is their next meal, you know. They, they don't care that they're an Aussie, but it still doesn't change the fact that they are. There can be truth about who you are and your identity, that just because you don't know it doesn't make it not so. But there are truths about you that for it to impact your life, it really does help to know. Well, so at birth is when, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, little Nathaniel became an Australian. Nobody even celebrated the fact that he was Australian. They just celebrated the fact that he was born, and Andrew and Kinsey have a little one now. So the thing about it is, is that... A, there are, there are citizen rights that come with being an Aussie. Now, come to know those rights as they grow up. They come to know, and also responsibilities of a, being a citizen of a place. The thing about it is, is that um, when a person dies and passes away, you know that uh, Australia will um, cancel their citizenship. I looked it up on Google. I, I, I Googled it and it said, what happens to somebody's citizenship when they die? And the word canceled, they cancel. After you die, you're no longer a citizen. Why? Because what gave you citizenship was your physical body. And then... Um, it goes on to say your citizenship passport are canceled and you're actually deleted, and it used that word, deleted from the population records. Wow. So while you're alive, count. So, but what we saw uh, some weeks ago is the fact that you are a spirit. Your spirit didn't come from your parents. You, didn't, you got your body from them, but you did not get your spirit from them. A spirit comes from God. So today we're not going to talk about physical or natural uh, citizenship that comes within natural countries, one of the um, 195 different countries. We're going to be talking about two spiritual kingdoms, and there are only 
There are 195 natural countries, but there are only two spiritual kingdoms. One is called the kingdom of light. Sometimes we call it the kingdom of God, kingdom of, of heaven. We call it different things like that. But the kingdom of darkness is the other kingdom. To see what the Bible has to say about this, uh, we'll just give a couple of different verses. There's much in the scripture about it, but we're going to just take a look today. First Peter, the second chapter in verse 9. But you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests. And again, these are things about you that you may not have known. You're a royal priest. You're a holy nation. You're God's very own possession. I think that's one of the first things we come to know as a child of God. We belong to God. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Now, because everyone has sinned, and the Bible tells us that in Romans, everyone has sinned, everyone then has been separated from God by sin and, and is in the kingdom of darkness until they are born again and come out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But that is the only way to get out of the kingdom of darkness is actually to be born again. One time uh, when, um, when Tony and I lived in Italy, we did a lot of meetings around in, in Europe, and I was flying someplace, and I sat beside somebody on the plane, and there's always... Their stories are always so interesting. So I was talking to this older man, and he had to have been maybe from Czechoslovakia or Yugoslavia or something, and he had grown up uh, when there was severe communist rule. And he wanted, as a little boy, to get out. And um, I can't remember all the details of his story, and, uh, but I, I remember it was really amazing. And he told about how, as a young teenage boy, about 14 years old, he started thinking, I am going to get out of this country. I'm going to make a, an escape from this country. And he's never told a soul. He never told his parents, never told his siblings, never told a friend, nobody. It just stayed within here. He got the plan together. And finally, I think he was about 18 years old, and he made an escape. I don't remember. It was quite detailed and, and riveting. I just remember this one part that he had to go, uh, had to lay underneath the train on a, on, a, on a bar that he found underneath the train and hold on as that train went over, over hundreds and hundreds of miles and he hung on for dear life. And finally, when it stopped, he rolled out from underneath the train went from one place to another. It was, it was amazing. I said all that story to say there is, uh, there is a way and people have found ways to escape from horrible, tyrannical nations to find a place of freedom. And they've, they've done it in different ways. There is no way 
to escape from the kingdom of darkness. None. Except for being rescued by one. You can't buy your way out. You can't sneak your way out. You can't devise it. You can't bribe your way out. There's no way to get out of the kingdom of darkness where the devil is the Lord and the God of that world. There's no way to get out. The only way is for you to be delivered. Let's look at Colossians, the first chapter, in verse 13. He, we're talking about Jesus. That's why we sing songs, songs, songs about Jesus. He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. We used to say and we used to we used to sing songs. It's one of my dad's favorite songs. I found a friend. Here's an old one. I found a friend who is all to me. His love is ever true. I love to tell how he, he lifted me and what his grace can do for you. Saved by his power divine. Saved to new life's sublime. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete. For I'm saved, saved, saved. And I suppose maybe people, uh, you know, they kind of rolled their, went through a time when it was kind of like, <laughs> saved, can't we find a different words to say? I tell you what, there was no way you and I were getting out of that kingdom of darkness. Somebody saved us. It wasn't a business decision. It was not a club sign up. It was a rescue. Aren't you glad you're saved? So uh, put up this picture. When there are icons that represent uh, natural nations, go ahead and say out loud, out loud so I can hear you. What, what nation does this say? You don't even have to go there. All you have to do is just see that. And if anybody in here has ever been to Las Vegas, they sure give a go at doing something that is so pathetic after you've actually seen the Eiffel Tower. It is, it is a stunning thing. This speaks France. It's an icon. Let's look at the next one. What country is this? China. So, I mean, you don't even have to go there to know that. You know that's China. It speaks of that. The Sydney Opera House speaks to people all over the world of Australia. It's an icon. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light also have icons. They're characteristics, things that are typical in that kingdom. And they're very opposite of one another. So what is icon or what is typical in the kingdom of darkness where the devil is the ruler, the one who steals, kills, and destroys? What is typical in this kingdom? 
is lies. Opposite of that, what is characteristic in the kingdom of light? Truth. <laughs> it's icon. So much so that the Lord of our kingdom, one of his names is truth. He is the truth. How about this? In this nation, or in, in, in this kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, what is typical is sickness. When Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God and bringing the kingdom of God, what did he bring? Say it out loud. What did he bring? He brought healing. Opposite. Death. The devil is even called in the scripture the Lord of death. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Torment. Torment by all kinds of different things, even demonic torment. Torment on this side. Deliverance on this side. And Jesus makes people free. War started over here. Real peace, not just through compromise, on this side. Fear on this side. On this side. Sound mind and love. We could go through heaps and heaps of these different characteristics typical of these two nations or two different kingdoms. Now, how is it then that if Jesus defeated the one who had the power of death in Hebrews, the second chapter, tremendous verse of scripture, Hebrews 2 and verse 15, if, the, if Jesus defeated the one who had the power of death, the devil, if he defeated him, then how does he still have power to do evil? That's an interesting question. How does he still have power to do evil? Because there is unspeakable wickedness and evil in the world and evil that, that absolutely ravages people's lives. What he uses in the kingdom of darkness for the kingdom of darkness to increase its influence wider and wider like a sick mold is uh, lies, deceit, and the influence of fear. If he can get that influence over people, he draws them in under his horrible control. What can the kingdom of light do to slow down or stop the spread of darkness? That's why we're talking to putting the brakes on darkness or putting the brakes on evil. Is there anything the kingdom of God can do to stop stuff? Well, let's put up that first one. If anybody knows what all um, of these pictures are a part of, just holler it out. Anybody know? Okay. It's a brake. It's actually disc brake system. Don't I sound smart? <laughs> I absolutely had no clue. But one time I was praying and I, I got in my spirit 
about a brake system, that the kingdom of light was a brake system. And I thought, I don't even know what that is. So, praise the Lord for YouTube. And I watched two hours of YouTube clips. <laughs> and um, I was going to come forth with a lot of stuff, and I thought, ah, just show the pictures. Anyway, because uh, I had, you know, the names of each of those different components. I wouldn't know that that's a brake system. Only the people in here that's actually worked under the hood of a car would know that. But I tell you what I know. Look at the next picture. That's the brakes. <laughs> that is the brakes. And that's about all I need to know. However, if go back to the other picture, if everything isn't functioning in those eight pictures, then go to the pedal. And you could push your foot on that, and nothing would happen. Anybody in here have that awful, horrid, scary experience where, yeah, ooh, ooh. yeah. So to stop a car, truck, train, you know, anything, to stop something, you actually have to have a system of more components. And Allison, it's so good to see you today. I'm so glad you're doing good. So it, it requires a whole system. The kingdom of God, then, is a break system. I'm going to say that again. The kingdom of God is a brake system to slow the spread of evil. Wow. There is nothing else that can slow it down. The kingdom of God is designed to. But now let's look at the components because there's different components in this brake system. Let's look at what is, it serves like the pedal. It's like the most recognizable part of the slowing down of evil. The pedal represents for us the government, politics, and law enforcement. You can put those words up. I'm going to say it again. When evil is happening in the neighborhoods, uh, you know, of a community or da-da-da-da-da. The brake break goes on, and it, we look for laws like government, law enforcement, and politics. That is the pedal. Let me just tell you, that's the only thing there is. It would do as much good as just having a pedal in your car with nothing under the hood or pieces of the brake system missing. You have to have all the components to put the brakes on evil. Let's look at the components then for the brake system of the kingdom of God. The first one should be pretty obvious. It's actually the presence of God. And Alan, you said it, things Things of, of darkness and of the enemy melt. The scripture says it melts in the presence of God. <laughs> melts. 
So why do we pray? Why do we pray for uh, for a manifestation of the presence of God? Yeah, but it's the presence of God in the church. I'm not talking about this building. You are the church. So it's his presence in you. Not only that, it's the church's presence, your presence, in person. So where there is evil, he puts the church. The church isn't to be, ooh, you know, we're the goody two-shoes, we're staying over here where everything is nice, anything evil, stay out. That's not God's system. When something is evil going on, he puts the church. And if we don't think like that, then we need to think again so that we think like him. In, it's his presence in person and in prayer and worship. So you can be present. You can pray for something. You can pray for an area of the community and not even be there in person, but your prayers go there, and your prayers carry his presence there. That's what we mean about that. Now, when we're talking about his presence in person or in, in worship, let's look at some practical areas. His presence, then, in education. Because, again, this is a part of the break system. We're not just looking for law enforcement and just laws and politics to stop all evil. It's his presence in the education world. His presence. His presence in people care, which means hospitals, aged care, social agencies, etc. Missionaries into these areas. Business, jobs, um, any kind of job, finances, the financial world, the media, communication, technology, entertainment. Arts, sports, games, all of these areas are where people are. And it's also where wickedness and evil tries to influence from. Let's look at another component. Another component is marriage and the family. You say, really? Why do you think the devil fights it so thinking bad because it's man and woman who actually image God in the world. He hates God's image, so he fights male and female. He fights marriage. He hates family because it images God. So God wants to help build up family, help build up Marriage, because without it, things get so confused here in the kingdom of darkness, people's lives just begin to unravel in confusion. Let's look at a third one. The third one is authority over the devil. Good old authority over the devil. (laughs) In other words, saying no to him. It's one of the components Somebody needs to say no. Not talking about how the devil is doing this. 
and how evil is doing that, and oh, how terrible this is happening, and oh, this bad thing is happening. Somebody say something to stop it, not complain about it. Rain instead of complain. Luke 10, 19, you can write that down. Verse of scripture I learned as a little, a little girl from the King James Version, of course, way back in those days. Jesus said this to his followers. And we're his followers, so he's saying it to us. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the works of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So rather than just keeping your feet under the sweet table of the Lord, we need to put our left foot in and our right foot in and just do some treading. God needs you as a missionary in your world. The fourth one is overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. That stops wickedness? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world if we can ever let him out. <laughs> Amen? So uh, James 4, 7 says this. Uh, let me give you that verse of scripture, Romans 12, 21. Don't be overcome with evil, but instead overcome it with good. James 4, 7 says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God or humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. To humble yourself to God first means to side with, obey with his word instead of arguing and pushing back on the Bible. If the Bible says to do something, just do it. If it says to stop doing something, just stop it. If it says to forgive, there is absolutely no reason to look in the face of God and say, I have a, re I have a reason and a right to be angry and full of bitterness. No, guys, let it go. Because every time you forgive, you're resisting evil. You say, but that's a personal area of my life. No, every time you resist evil, it's a pushback, not just on the devil in your life, it's a pushback on the kingdom of darkness. We're children of God, and we represent him. So to humble means we obey his word, and we always consult with him. Resist means push back. Say no like Jesus did. Say no like Jesus did. How did he say no? Well, he said no. When the devil came right at him, he said no. When he came through him, through the voice of a friend, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. I mean, Jesus was really radical. He said no. But do you know how Jesus also resisted the devil? He resisted sickness by giving healing. He resisted lack by making provision. He did it in love for people, but what he did was put the brakes on the kingdom of darkness. No, you are not taking over 
not with us here. If you guys, uh, uh, Andrew, if you guys can come. I want to read a verse of scripture from Philippians 1.27 as they come. Above all, above all, this, uh, Paul was writing this from prison. And the whole first part of chapter 1, he's talking about how horrible he was being treated in the prison. In the, whole, in the, part of the, first, the first part of chapter 1, he's telling them about how terrible he's eating and how horrible this Roman prison was and how horrible the people were that were around him and how wicked the Roman government was. Actually not. The whole first chapter he's saying, yeah, we're rejoicing. Every time I think about you, he wasn't even thinking about himself in prison. He was thinking about the people he was praying for. The end of the chapter, he says this, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Yes, we have a right and a responsibility as Aussie citizens to give our say and, be, and do what we need to do as Aussie citizens. But we are not only citizens of Australia. We are citizens of heaven. And there are rights from heaven. And there are responsibilities from heaven. And we're to represent those. It says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourself in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come to see you again or only hear about you, I know that you are tearing each other apart because you don't agree with how each other are seeing different things going on in the world. No. We do that and the devil has a smile on his face. Every time we attack one another, he loves it. He and the demons of hell are clapping when we're, when we're fighting one another. I tell you what, let's give him a headache this week. Let's forgive. Let's love one another. Let's support one another. Let's love and worship Jesus. Let's sing of his praises, not just on Sunday, but all through the week, not just in this building, but on all the mission fields where we are. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Let's do it. Let us stand together with one purpose and one spirit fighting each other. No, it's fighting together. One other translation says shoulder to shoulder for the faith, which is the good news. Praise God. I want to say in the name of Jesus, we have a mission. We are not on vacation. We have a mission and we have power to do it. Our mission is from the kingdom of light to the kingdom of darkness. We're not afraid of evil. We're not depressed of evil. We have a commission to go to it and stop it. Let's do it in the name of Jesus, can we? You know, Tony prayed a prayer for us, uh, you know, when he was here doing the, the uh, offering for Papua New Guinea. He said, help us not take your name for granted. I thought, how could you do that? How would be some ways to do it? He got that name. One of the ways he got that name is through conquest. What do you mean? 
He defeated our enemies, and he won a name above every other name. What would be taking that name for granted is to not use it. Not use it. I'm not talking about just cussing it. Of course, we'd never want to do that. But to not use it. Let's use that name. Let's worship that name. You know, we were singing, Worthy is your name, Jesus. That name should be praised in our shopping malls. That name should be praised in the halls of our hospitals. That name should be praised because it is the name that brings salvation. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. If you've not ever called on that name to be saved, then you're still in the kingdom of darkness. There's no way you'll get out unless you just call on that name to save you. Can you just, um, before we sing whatever it is you're going to sing, instead of praying a prayer like we normally do, just sing, worthy is that name, Jesus. If you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, sing this song. Now I want your name is to be praised. I'm choosing you as my Savior. For the rest of us, we call him Lord. He wants you to have life and life more abundantly, but I'm telling you what, he loves other people more. He loves other people just like he loves us. He needs us on our mission. Can we offer ourselves to him this morning to go into all the world? Preach the gospel. Yeah, sing it. Worthy is your name. To him.
Christ of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. That same Holy Spirit anoints us. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit on our church family this week. And we boldly move. We boldly respond unto the head of the church, the one we call Lord. And we reach out compassion. We reach out kindness. We reach out goodness. We reach out forgiveness. We reach out the word of encouragement to people. And I thank you that as we do, it drives back darkness. Fear not having darkness take over. We drive it back in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Have a mighty week this week. He is with you. And even more importantly than that, not only him being with you, remember this New Testament truth. And then Naomi, you can come. He is in you. like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.